0: Storm Babette has been and gone, leaving a lot of damage in its wake. In many respects, we in Portobello were relatively lucky. Yes, a lot of sand has gone from the beach, and in some places there are signs that the sea wall has been undermined by the waves. But when you read that on the other side of the first, people's homes are now threatened after the sea defences were breached. You realise we cut off quite lightly. However, it leaves quite a challenge for the council and potentially a substantial bill, if we're going to restore the sand to its previous level. I approached our four councillors and Tim Jones volunteered to find out more. I met him at his surgery in Portobello Library yesterday afternoon. He told me of the concerns he'd heard expressed earlier this week.
1: This was really made clear to me also by Portobello Community Council, which I attended last Monday. It was the main topic of conversation and people are very concerned. We four councillors are going to ensure that a proper inspection is made and we are planning that a very senior officer to come down to meet with the four councillors so that we can go and inspect the damage and then talk through what needs to be done and also to be reassured that should a storm like this happen again or something worse, that there are proper defences in place.
0: The problem about this particular storm is I think it the strength of it took a lot of people by surprise. Certainly, living looking out onto the force, it was really very, very dramatic. Watching the the waves come crashing in,
1: I absolutely sympathise with that. I mean, I visited you in your own home, and I was envisaging what it might look like a storm from your window, and I can imagine it's quite terrifying. And as you say, the this was worse than I think has been for a long time. And people are nervous about whether the sea defences are properly maintained and that the correct mitigation is going to be put in place if they're not.
0: My wife is heavily involved with Keep Porty Tidy and she does do a lot of work along the edge of that seawall by the prom and is really concerned by the cracks that are all the way through it in some places. And of course now the rock on which it's built... ...is now exposed as well, which means there is a a danger that it, it could fail.
1: Exactly, and that's why it's a matter of urgency that we have an inspection of the complete area. And, as I say, we are going to meet with a very senior officer. We're going to look at the areas of damage and request in more detail what needs to be done in order to ensure that the correct repairs are done and that this really will mitigate any future storms that that occur.
0: The trouble is, this is going to cost quite a lot of money. And like it or not, the governments, both in Westminster and Holyrood, are actually going to be struggling to find the money to deal with the damage that's been done in the south of England, thanks to Storm Kieran, the damage that's been done in Angus and Aberdeenshire with uh, Storm Babbitt. Where's that money going to come from? You've actually hit the nail on the head in the sense that, in terms
1: of Scotland, it's estimated it's £500 million pounds worth of damage, which is considerable. It is the Scottish government's responsibility to provide that money the Conservative MSPs at Holyrood have called for the SNP government to provide that money, not just for Edinburgh City Council, but a fair, equitable distribution of funds across all councils affected so that we have the money needed. But I'm in no, no doubt that it is the SNP government that need to come up with the goods here.
0: But in the meantime, it's a question of finding out just how much it's going to cost, how much damage has been done, how much, it's going, how much repair is going to be needed.
1: Exactly. And just to add to the point about our meeting with senior officers from the council, we will ask for as much detail as possible. But please be assured that our job is to scrutinize what the officers do. We will look very carefully at what is in place at the moment and whether the work that is ongoing is carried out. If we see any gaps in that then we will be calling for a briefing and for more detail. We will not leave any stone, forgive the pun, any stone unturned to ensure that the coastal line along the Portobello is
0: safe." The damage along the beach is also causing concern for those who use the waters of the Forth as a playground or fitness studio. Okay, for some the winter months are their quiet season, but others are out all year round and in most kinds of condition. However, I wanted to get a feel for what conditions were like right along the forth, not just Portobello. Max Blinkhorn has been sailing here for years and knows the estuary from South Queen's Ferry to St Tab's Head. I started by asking him if he was surprised at how much damage had been done. At
2: first, it wasn't much of a shock because I'd seen the weather coming. I'd uh, been given a tip-off by SEPA, a personal one, (laughs) (laughs) that there was something nasty in the woodshed coming up the, the other week. So I wasn't particularly concerned then. The beach turns sand over regularly. But last week or so, you can see that it's been really, really worn away and and the levels are going down significantly. Also, some of the grass down at Fisherow that's grown up over the last few years, which has protected the beach, has really been affected by the persistent waves. So it's
0: something that's affecting from east all the way around the bay?
2: Yeah, but I would actually say all the way around the Firth and over towards St Abbs and Coldingham and of course the harbour wall at North Berwick has been breached severely it's going to cost a lot of money to fix that there's an appeal out by the uh, harbour trust but uh, it's going to take them a lot of money to fix that and of course these are old harbours there's not really been much investment or even even surveying of the stonework and things they're just not that robust
0: nor is the prom
2: that's true as well yes just down at the bottom of the street here where we're, we're sitting talking the parapet has actually been broken down bit by bit by the incessant waves i think a lot of that part of the prom has got concrete rot or some sort of thing going on and it needed replacing but just at the foot of the street here morton street the water has washed the sand away probably as much as three feet
0: not only that but by the time you get along to Joppa rocks itself it's really looking quite ragged
2: yeah yeah very much so there's a a lot of sun gone from there as well and I think it's really concerning and I think that the council needs to get somebody out there who knows about this sort of thing but I'm not sure they've got the people for that but certainly the steps and the ramp as you go down onto the beach just by the Chinese uh, takeaway there that's looking very very poor
0: tonight as we're recording uh, it's high tide we can hear just in, in the distance the sound of the waves pummeling against the sea wall and that must be concerning because there is a risk that that is going to be undermined.
2: Yeah, very much so. As, as soon as there's a sort of weak point on the concrete the sea just pushes into it and in and out washing it out it's doomed from that point on if it if it's got underneath the foundations there's a big, big job there to fix that. I think more to the point though some general big works are going to be necessary after this. This sort of thing is going to happen more and more it can only go that way and I think uh, the Musselboro flood protection scheme kind of highlights that. As a sailor I like a bit of fishing, sea fishing and so forth. The awareness of the life of the Firth as I see it, there's definitely been significant changes and once these get to a certain point they can bring a tumble of changes along and there is photographic evidence of the beach being five, six, seven feet lower than it is now, right at the prom end.
0: I haven't had a chance to look along further to the west, along Vikings Road, or along by the boatyard for Ropoti, for example. I have the horrible feeling it's going to be harder for the rowing clubs to get their boats actually out onto the water.
2: I think it could well be, at least with the rowing boats, there's five people, and so they've got quite a bit of motive power to get up ramps that they could install themselves. If you look at the old photographs, what you realise is that the little ramps that go down have actually got about eight feet of support underneath to avoid them being washed away in this sort of situations. but if the sand goes below a certain level, it'll just be like going off the edge of a cliff and uh, that's just by the swimming pool and that's getting swished away bit by bit but I think that the, that the council are going to have to take some pretty severe action to make the place simply safe and also we don't know what else it's turning up from underneath, that's a bit of a worry for me, there could be a lot of stuff underneath there, That there's a lot of coal deposits and things that have settled over the years It could stir all that up and we might end up with all sorts of pools of coal dust floating in the water. It's a troubling time at the moment. Luckily, a lot of the activities on the water have reduced to an extent because it's just the end of the season and the weather's just not helping it. But if these clubs are going to go out next year, something might need to be done, something quite drastic.
0: Thankfully, Storm Kieran missed our part of the country, but our hearts go out to those who've been badly affected in the south. And it seems likely, with three named storms already coming in from the Atlantic this year, that there will be more before the spring. And that's it for another week. Next week, I hope to speak to some of those who are not just litter picking to keep porty tidy, but carrying out painting and other maintenance tasks as well. Until then, thanks for listening. Bye for now.